Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He's with The Athletic. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show Bob Hating, Vinny Serrato. We bring in Keith Law. Keith, what is going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing okay. Let's talk about from, and we'll get to Jackson Holiday in a second because you can't dismiss the number one prospect here. But from a power standpoint, from what you've seen from the Orioles prospects, a Basayo, a Mayo, a Kerstad, a Kalser, a Stowers, who has the most pure power based on hitting at 5,000 feet that you've seen from the Orioles' top prospects here? I think it's probably Kirstad. Could end up being Mayo. Obviously, he's younger, a little less experienced, high schooler out of the 2020 draft. I think all the other guys you mentioned are, no, well, Holiday's not, but it, you, they have a lot of college guys in the system who are a little bit older, so you, can pro, you can't project as much growth, whereas Mayo has obviously grown tremendously as a, just generally as a hitter and as a player since he came into the system. He may end up with the most power. If you're asking right now, I think I'd probably go with Kierstad. Um, several of the other guys you mentioned, like Stowers, just can't really hit. And several of those other guys are really hitters first who will come to power, but don't have that kind of light tower power that you're asking about. Now, with Mayo positionally, I mean, I guess we can maybe kind of compare, correct me if I'm wrong, Keith, him to Ryan Mountcastle when he came out of high school as a shortstop, then a third baseman, then the outfield. Now was a gold glove finalist at first base. If we look at Kobe Mayo with his glove, where will he project at the next level, which probably could happen here in 2024? He was, he is much better just defensively in terms of athleticism, overall tools than Mountcastle ever was. And Mountcastle had huge throwing issues also, which was going to always push him to either left field. And he wasn't very good there either, or first base. I actually think you could probably put Mayo in right field and he'd be fine. That's not like the Orioles need. The Orioles need an outfielder only slightly more than they need someone on the left side of the infield. So it's ultimately, it may just be a matter of need. Is there an injury or some other opening and that's where they end up putting Mayo. I don't think he has to move off third base. He is very big for a third base. It is likely that four or five years from now, he'd end up moving off third base. But if that happened to be where the opening was this year, I might try him there and see how, see how he does. Game, game the major leagues a lot faster, right? You see a lot of guys who look like they can play a position in the minors. They get to the majors. It's not quite good enough. Then you consider moving him. But it's also quite possible that they just won't have an opening like that, and it will be more dictated by when they think Mayo's bat is ready, and then they just bring him up and maybe move him around a few positions just to try to get him some at-bats. Now, look, in Kobe Mayo, by the way, everybody, the athletic Keith Law, number three prospect in the Orioles system, cursed at five. But going down uh, nine and ten, Kate uh, Povich, Chase McDermott, 
Uh, Brandon Hyde said yesterday both are going to start the season at AAA. We know about the Braddish injury and John Means a month behind and all of the fun stuff that goes along with that, but not coming up in March. But Povich, McDermott, tell our listeners about both and their ceilings, weaknesses as potential starting pitchers, maybe not this year, but looking ahead. Yeah, they're a little bit – first of all, I agree with the decision to put – to start those guys in AAA. I think if you only are going to be without Bradish and or means for a couple of starts, you sort of patch to get around them. You don't rush the two best pitching prospects in the system, or at least near end pitching prospects, just to try to fill those needs. Um, Povich probably has a little bit more upside. He is left-handed. He did get a little homer prone last year and the command and control aren't where they need to be, but he's got good run on a low nineties fastball He's got potentially a plus curveball, potentially a plus changeup. So he's got enough weapons to get lefties and righties out. I did comment in my uh, little capsule on him. I had him ninth in the system that he may be throwing too many different pitches. He's got at least five distinct weapons in the arsenal. And for some guys, that's an inhibitor to just throwing more or better strikes. He may benefit by simplifying. He may benefit just from more experience, too. McDermott, to me, probably a little lower ceiling, but closer to ready. If you had to call on one of these guys right now, I would pick McDermott over Povich, where he's uh, there's not really as much of a clear out pitch, but I think he throws more strikes than Povich does. He does have a pretty good changeup and pretty good cutter. Nothing's wipe out. And that's probably what makes me just a little bit lighter on him, also giving the edge to the left-handed starter over the right-hander. But I think if you had to put someone in the rotation in April for a couple starts, I feel a little better about doing it with McDermott. I worry that Povich would give up too many walks and homers and end up hurting the club. And then you might end up kind of hurting his development too. You don't want a guy to come up just to get bombed and then have to carry that back to the minors. Keith Law, The Athletic, joining us here. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, talking about the Orioles' top prospects here at 2024, led by Jackson Holiday. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about this a couple weeks ago, and we had you on the show before last year. Keith, I don't know if you remember, because I forget stuff all the time, but you said Gunner had Manny Machado-level defense at third base. What about Jackson Holiday? Where's his A game defensively? Is he a better shortstop than Gunner? Does he project more as a second baseman long term? What's Holiday? Where is his defensive position plus plus stuff there? I got to say, we didn't see that defense from Gunner in his time at third base in the majors last year. He was fine, but he didn't show the elite defense that I and others had seen from him in the minors at third base. I'm hopeful that. If he gets more regular time at thirds, that we'll see that. But they might also choose to leave him at shortstop. I think he's a solid average, maybe a little bit above average defender at short, too. It's a nice problem to have. That's how you can trade a Joey Ortiz for Corbin Burns and not even notice that he's gone. Um, so on Holiday, I'm a, I'm a big believer in Holiday's defense. His hands are great. His instincts are great. I mean, he is, as you might expect from the son of a big leaguer, but doesn't always work out that way. But he's got really really good feel for the game. His clock is good. His instincts are good. He's in the right position. He throws well. If you had to move him to another position, because what if they decide Gunner is the shortstop long-term, they want to leave him there. And if they think Gunner ends up a plus defender at short, I'm not going to argue. I think that's certainly possible. And they wanted to move Holiday. I'd go to third rather than to second. Two reasons. One, I actually saw Holiday play third one time last year. He barely played it, but I happened to be at a game where he did. He looked like a guy who hadn't played third base before. That's okay. He's got plenty of arm for third, so I would go that direction rather than going to second. 
Also, second base, it's a little less true than it used to be, but guys do get hurt there sometimes, especially learning the position on the double play. So, I mean, this guy is a jewel, right? You are protecting him at all costs. I would rather slide him to third than go in the direction of second, even though he'd be fine at either spot. He'll probably be a plus defender at either position, and I still think he's going to be a plus defender at short. Keith, is there any young guys for the O's, maybe the ones they just drafted this past year or whatever, or guys that are going to be in A ball that you can see making a nice jump this year? Well, the easy answer, I think, is Enrique Bradfield Jr., who was the first rounder last year. And But I, what's interesting about him, folks who don't know, he was center fielder at Vanderbilt. He is an elite runner. He might have been the fastest guy in the draft last year. He's going to steal 60 bags at least in a full season in the minors. He needs a swing overhaul, and I was very happy when the Orioles took him because I think they'll do that. I saw Bradfield as a college freshman and thought he was going to be a top-five pick. But at some point, I don't know who, somebody decided to tell him to try to hit for more power, and that's not who he is. It's just not, if you see his body, he's not going to be a power hitter. He is a speed, contact, elite defense and center field guy. And talking to the Orioles this winter, they know it. They knew it when they took him, that there was going to be – they had some work to do, but they're confident they could do it. The Orioles have a really good track record the last five years helping guys with their swings. So I'm very, very curious to see, first of all, where they start him. Because typically an SEC guy, you send him right to high A. Do they send him to Delmarva because they're doing stuff with the swing? And then I just physically want to see what it looks like. Have they? I have lots of video myself from seeing him the past few years. Is it the 2023 swing, or does he get back to the swing he'd had previously where it was just put the ball in play and run like hell? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Keith, did you did you like the, the Burns trade? And then, like, the 34th pick, is is that going to be a quality player? Is the draft, draft deep this coming year where, you know, that is going to be a really good selection for the Brewers? So the draft, first of all, I'll say, yes, I like the trade. I do. I know it's only one year of Corbin Burns, um, and I love Joey Ortiz, and I think he's going to be an everyday shortstop for a long time. But you've got to pay the price, right? You, you get what you pay for. And when the Orioles tried to go cheap in prospects to trade for Cole Irvin, I love Daryl Hernandez, who they gave up, but you know they didn't give up an elite prospect, and Cole Irvin was not very good. So this year they decided to give up an elite prospect, and they got an elite starter back. So I like the trade. 
this draft is not as good as last year's draft. I actually went out this weekend for the first time to see some players for the draft. It's thin. I think the value in that extra pick is more the money that you get more money into your draft pool. And you could start, you know, how the, this is how the Orioles got Kobe Mayo. Um, they got creative and it'll allow the Brewers to be more creative with their draft pool. But I don't feel like you're giving up a star. Whereas 34th last year, there were guys going in the thirties in the draft last year who I was still like, he could be a star. He's an everyday player. He's an advanced college bat. There were lots of those guys last year. I don't think this year is anywhere close to that level of, of draft, unfortunately. But last year's was possibly the best I've ever covered in 20 years. Keith Law, what's happening at The Athletic? The spring training's upon us. Yes, yeah, so, so all my prospect rankings are up for folks who subscribe to The Athletics for the top 100. The farm system rankings, Orioles at number one. My Orioles top 20, I have top 20 prospects for every organization, as well as just notes on the farm system, guys who've fallen off a sleeper who might help this year. So that's up for every team. The Orioles one actually went up last week, and all these guys we discussed appear on their on their top 20 and in the report. Keith, always great to catch up with you. Enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday, and we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Yep, my pleasure. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.